If I visited a church that had a particular style of music that I really enjoyed, mm -hmm. but the Word of God was not preached well, mm -hmm. and I visited another church that the style of music wasn't my favorite, but the Word of God was handled well, I'm going where the Word of God is handled yeah. well. From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Well, welcome again to the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpott, and we're glad you've joined us for this episode. Now, we'd love to have you engage with us on this topic, and you can do that by going to one of our social media channels. You can find all of those listed at our website, straighttruth.net. Now, remember that Straight Truth is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to continue to help us produce this podcast, you'll find those details also at our website. Now, lastly, help us spread the word about the podcast, and you can do that by leaving us a review in the iTunes podcast section. Pastor, we have another question submitted online that has to do with choosing church. Now in our American context, there's a church on every corner, mm. especially here in Texas where we are, there's a church everywhere. And so sometimes when you're moving to a new place or maybe you grew up in a certain context, you think, how do I actually choose the right church for me? So let's address this from the Bible. What do you think? What, what is, how does somebody choose the right church? for them. Yeah, first I would just say I'm encouraged by the question. Mm -hmm. I mean, the very fact that someone would be mindful that every church is not the same, that mm -hmm. every church, in fact, may not in truth be a church. I mean, just because church is in the name or church is on the sign doesn't mean that it matches what the New Testament would teach about the church. You know, the church is a community of redeemed people who have mm -hmm identified themselves with Christ through baptism and covenanted together to carry out the Great Commission. So the very fact that someone would be even asking the question is encouraging. And the only way to answer the question is with Scripture. So we go to the Word of God and we ask, what should a church look like? What, uh, what should a church be characterized by? Mm -hmm. A faithful church, a good church, a healthy church. Now I wanna say this, read your New Testament and you'll see there, there, there's no such thing as a pristine church. Mm -hmm. Every church is going to have struggles and problems mm -hmm. because where the truth is, the enemy's at work also. That's right. And within every church, eventually you're going to have uh, tares mixed in among the wheat and you're going mm -hmm. to have people who are on the role of the church but not on the role of heaven and, and they're going to cause problems. This is, this is life both in the New Testament mm -hmm. and life in our own day. Mm -hmm. but, but nonetheless, we need to look into the Word of God and ask what should characterize a good church. I think of the text that comes to mind is 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, where Paul writes, I hope to come to you soon, but I'm writing these things to you so that if I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God. Hmm. Couple of thoughts. One, there is a way yep. that people ought to behave in the church, and the church there is defined as the household or the family of mm. God. We talked about regenerate membership. That, right. That's important. Mm. And there's a way one ought to behave. In other words, we don't have the right to make the church what we want it to be. We, we only have the responsibility to live out church life in the way God wants it to be, the way that he's defined in the scriptures. He goes on to say this, the church of God, which is the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of the truth. And so, in, in that statement, I think we find what is priority as I look for a church, the truth, hmm. the truth. How do they handle the word of God? And that of course is gonna then be displayed in, in all the life of the church 
everything from choosing its leaders. You know, are the elders biblically qualified? What is their understanding of, of authority in the church? Do they acknowledge Christ as the head of the church? Mm-hmm. Do they see that he mediates his leadership through qualified men? According to 1 Timothy 3, Titus chapter 1, are these qualified men from the standpoint of character? That's so important. And then, and then does the Word of God have the place of priority in the life of that church? Mm-hmm. That shows up in things like preaching and teaching, but it also shows up in areas like church discipline. Does the church discipline sending members? Is holiness important in the life of that church? Mm-hmm. Are they pragmatically driven or do they have biblical goals and ambitions? All those sorts of things come into play as I'm looking for a church. Is it healthy by the standard of Scripture? Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, what role does maybe personal preference play in somebody choosing a church? Like, wh- how much should I take into account my own desires maybe in terms yeah. of like the style of the church or denomination? What would you say to those things? I don't think we could deny that we all have stylistic preferences. I mean, mm-hmm. there are things that we like better than other things. But that's why I went, I would go back to what I mentioned a moment ago, and that is the truth. Mm-hmm. That's the most important issue. Mm-hmm. To, to use by way of comparison, if, if I visited a church that had a particular style of music that I really enjoyed, mm-hmm but the word of God was not preached well. Hmm. And I visited another church that the style of music wasn't my favorite, but the word of God was handled well. Mm-hmm. I'm going where the word of God is handled yeah. well. Uh, the same, I think, would even apply in terms of friendships. I do want good friendships in the church that I belong to. Mm-hmm. I do believe that one of the marks of a healthy church is it's striving to have healthy fellowship between its members. Fellowship needs to be defined biblically, mm-hmm. not culturally. But nonetheless, if, you, if, if there was a church where everybody was super friendly, mm-hmm. but the Word of God wasn't handled faithfully, mm-hmm. and I went to another church, and, and maybe I felt like the people were more reserved, but the Word of God was handled faithfully. I'm going where the Word of God is handled faithfully mm-hmm. because that will determine, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. health in all the areas of church life. The Word of God stands at the head of the ministry it goes on in the life of the church. Right. And I wonder if you could speak to um, the point of church hopping or dating the church, which yeah. some people call it. How, how, how many you know, times should I go visit other churches and just to find the one that really fits me? I mean, what, what should maybe be some steps? We, we said the truth. Mm. Are they guarding the good deposit of faith? But say I go to one and I don't like it, I go to another one and I don't like it. Do I continue to go and go and go until you find one? How does this work? Yeah, once I've found a church that I know is, is healthy and, and faithful to the scriptures, I mean, maybe you, you visit around and see if there are multiple churches like that in the area and, and, and then make a decision. But, but I don't visit uh, endlessly. Mm-hmm. It's important that we not live our lives disconnected from the local mm-hmm. fellowship. And so as soon as I find a healthy church, let's say I've moved away from a healthy church, I've moved into a new city, when I find a healthy one, let me just plant myself there and, and go to work. I, I love the fact you even raised the issue because we do have a lot of church hopping, especially in our right. culture. And, and in some ways, church membership is comparable to marriage. Hmm. You marry someone, that obviously, that you, you love or you wouldn't marry them. <clears throat> but if you think you're marrying a perfect person, you are soon to discover that you didn't. Hmm. And, so, and so marriage is about commitment and it's yeah. about growth. Mm-hmm. And it's a lifetime of growth. And those same sorts of expectations need to be put to death when it comes to church membership. If I think I'm going to join a church and there'll never be any challenges there, never anything that disappoints me, never anything that I have to endure through, then my expectations just are not biblical. I often think about the the issues Paul was having to address in the Corinthian fellowship. Mm -hmm. And I think about some of those issues and I think, who would join that church? Right. Right? And yet Paul Mm -hmm. did not 
counsel everyone to disband. Nope. <laughs> the word of God needs to go to work in those areas. Mm-hmm. And now let's submit to scripture and, and see yeah. the Lord glorified in this fellowship that has gone astray in some areas. So, so the same sort of mindset ought to be with us. We love the church mm-hmm. because Christ loves the church. Mm-hmm. And we see the church in the eyes, not only of what it is, but what it's going to become because of God, mm. because of God, because of saving grace. Um, the church is not finished on this side of heaven. And if we can remember that, it helps us to be faithful. Yeah, in some ways it's even comforting to think of uh, a lot of these churches that Paul started and planted are having such issues. And we're very quick to just leave churches, right? Right, But Paul is not telling this church to disband. He's not telling people to leave. He's saying to um, guard guard the faith that's been delivered to you. Uh, The pastors remember the teaching that I've passed down to you, right? We're so quick to leave churches. What, What is maybe a... Is, that a, is there a good reason for maybe leaving a church? In there are some good reasons. I mean, unfaithfulness with the Word of God yeah. on a consistent, you know, enduring basis. I mean, it just becomes clear this church is not going to honor the Scriptures. That would be a reason to leave. Major sin and clear scandalous sins that the church just refuses to address. That would be a reason to leave a church. But I love, I love what you're saying, and I think you've hit the nail on the head in that we are too quick to leave. Mm. And I think even from the pastoral point of view, using Paul as the example, mm-hmm. it reveals how, how so often we're wrong in terms of both how we congratulate ourselves and how we condemn ourselves. I mean, we're so pragmatically driven sometimes that we look at the church not having problems and it seems to be growing numerically and, and we sort of pat ourselves on the back and say, you're doing a great job pastoring mm-hmm. here. I mean, look at the fruit. Mm-hmm. This is all the result of your labors, right? right? Or something goes astray and a, and a pastor finds himself, you know, in the pit of despair. Mm. You know, I must have done an awful job here because look at the problems mm. that have cropped up in this congregation. Well, Paul rebukes us in both directions mm. because I guarantee you, you and I, Josh, and no one watching this does a better job of pastoring than Paul did. Mm -hmm. And yet there were problems in those congregations that he had oversight over as an apostle. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we realized he traveled about and some of these problems cropped up when he wasn't there. But nonetheless, I look at Paul in 2 Timothy, he's at the end of his ministry and nobody's even showing up in his defense at these trials. I mean, how crushing that must have been. How, How, if it's me, I'm looking at that and thinking, what has been accomplished through all of my efforts? And yet we, we, we now look back and go, what a man of God and how right. God mightily used him. Mm-hmm. So we have to be careful of what we congratulate ourselves right. for and even what we condemn ourselves for. What we're called to be is faithful, mm-hmm. faithful through all the ups and the downs and the challenges and the rejoicing and all the things you meet with mm-hmm. in the course of ministry. Just be faithful. That's mm-hmm. the issue. And as a church member, I want to be a faithful church member right. through the ups and the downs and the celebrations and the sorrows. I want to be a faithful, and I can tell you from a pastor's point of view, and you would, I know we, we pastor together here, mm-hmm. those people give us great joy. Mm-hmm. I mean, those kinds of church members are gold. That's right. And, and so be that kind of church member. Well, thanks again for joining us for the Straight Truth Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Now remember to please share this episode with friends and family, and you can find links to all of our social media channels again at our website, straighttruth.net. Now also, if you would like to hear sermons related to the topic we've discussed today, you'll find links to those in the description below. 
Now, Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, which is the preaching and writing ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. And you can find more details at walkingingrace.org. <laughs>